found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, it's Monday. This is the sixth day of December, and Maddie is back. Hi. Hello, Maddie. Good to have you back. It's great to be here. I know you were looking forward to returning, and here you are. So Here we are. I guess um, as we look at Dale's old calendar here. Okay. We've got this week, next week, and then the following week, but uh, nobody will be uh, working on Christmas Eve the 24th. Little holiday break. Little holiday break. Little holiday break. And old Dale won't be back. Okay, (laughs) so there you go. (laughs) But you are taking time off after the holiday, right? Right, so I'll return the... Sometime in February. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) if I had my way, that's... Uh, so that's uh, the lineup. Of course, this program will uh, will not air the week of of Christmas. We'll take that week and the following week off. Let's say we should take two weeks off, right? Yeah. The 20th and 27th. There you go. So basically, we have this week and next week for this show for the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's uh, so long. We'll see if the ratings warrant a return. We'll see. International ratings are showing that uh, perhaps we should. We've got fans all over the world. We do. <laughs> so, did you watch any football? I didn't. Okay, nothing. No. Colts were pretty dominant. Yes. Of course, they played a pretty bad team. But, <laughs> There's um, that. <laughs> but they um, shut them out. They shut them out, man. Yeah. Thirty-one to zip. And again, Jonathan Taylor, 143 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He could very well become the MVP of the National Football League, this year. Wow. In fact, he's been player of the month, two months running. Jeez. So he's uh, he's that dominant. So the Colts will eventually let him get away, as they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else. Up. The Lions got their first win. How about that? How about Detroit? that? It uh, wasn't pretty. No. They had to win it at the end, the bitter end. And they beat the Vikings 29-27. How about that? So they're now, uh, what is it, 110 and 1. <laughs> nice. Because they had a tie with Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, nice. So. Well, let's see. The Bengals, they were uh, falling apart. Chargers beat them 41-22. Cardinals, they're the uh, best record in football, beating the poor Bears. Hmm. 33-22, so I'm sure that uh, Skyler's happy. Yeah. Um, let's see. The uh, Dolphins beat the Giants. Rams over the Jags. Jacksonville's pretty bad, too. Washington beat the Raiders. Steelers got by the Ravens 20 to 19. What a game. Seahawks, they're back on track. They beat the 49ers. They'd been losing. In fact, Seattle's just 4 and 8 after that victory. And uh, finally, last night, the Chefs, the uh, Kansas City Chefs, yes, beat the Broncos 22-9. Tonight, New England and Buffalo. So, there we go. Okay. Colts, and- Colts are in the running for the playoffs, but they're on the far right column. And uh, But there's uh, still several games to go. They can, right. they can still do it. The um, college football playoff is set. Yeah. Nobody really did. The movement was only two spots after Georgia was beaten. Yeah. 
they're still in the top four. Yeah. So Notre Dame didn't get the chance to move up, which is probably It's good. probably for the best, yeah. let's be honest. Because <laughs> okay, so. that would be one probably big yeah. blowout. So now they play Oklahoma State. Okay. A team they're probably much better matched against. Okay. So that should be hopefully a decent game. All right. Now It'll what be, day will they play? I'm not entirely okay. sure. I think that's New Year's Day game. Okay. That's, New Year's Day. Yeah, that's January 1. All right. Um, they're playing the Fiesta Bowl okay. against Oklahoma State. La Fiesta. Yeah. So now we have Alabama against okay. number four, Cincinnati. Yeah. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Okay. Uh, number two, Michigan will face off against number three, Georgia, in the Capital good. One Orange Bowl. Now, you would think the way Michigan's played, blah, blah, maybe they, you know, they've played pretty good football here True. at the end. True. And uh, I guess Harbaugh's got a seven year contract extension, but there's nothing in there that'll keep him. Okay. Right. So. Here's an extension, Jimmy, but, <laughs> but yeah. if you mess up, it's no good. <laughs> so. We'll take it right back. We, I, swear we, I swear to you, we will. So um, that's our recap of football sports. Well, in Notre Dame, I don't know, they, they hired Marcus Freeman as their head coach, which is a fantastic move. Now, wasn't he the defensive? He's the defensive coordinator. Yeah. And a from what I understand, he was a, behind the scenes. He does a lot of recruiting, and you know, he's sort of uh, the the kids love him. I guess. Okay, so well, good. Maybe they'll play well for him. I'm sure they will next year. Maybe they'll win a national championship. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Would that be oh. something? Oh, especially if it were against LSU. Oh boy, would oh, that be boy. something? Uh, let's see. You use emojis, right? I don't really ever use them. I do. This says the uh, Unicode Consortium has released a new report. And these are very important reports. They are. That details which emojis were used the most through 2021. Tops, the tears of joy emoji, followed by the heart emoji. I use the tears of joy emoji a lot. Do you? Yeah. Now, can't that be misinterpreted as, oh, geez, I, I just said something wrong to Matt. He's bawling. <laughs> no, because it's a laughy face. Oh, okay. And he's laughing so hard he's crying. Okay. <laughs> Says the tears of joy account for over 5% of all emojis used. The uh, most used emojis through the year were, can you identify those? So it's the tears of joy. Okay. See, it's know. actually the one that's tilted to the left. Okay. The thumbs up. All right, the thumbs the up. The straight-up crying emoji. Okay. Now, the one that, that – this one usually gets misinterpreted. It's yeah. technically a high five. Oh, but a lot like of people, Yeah, a lot of people yeah. send it as praying hands. Okay. Um, there's the wink with the kiss okay. and a heart, and then um, a face covered in hearts, like love. Okay. And then the heart eyes, and then finally just the plain old smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, the smiley face really came into being in the 60s, 70s with uh, Have a Nice Day, mm. okay? <laughs> As was discovered by, you know, the young man that... that Let's was, say that was uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest of, Gump discovered it. Yeah, help. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy ran with it. Yeah. It made the smiley. <laughs> so that's, um, if you use emojis, you're right in there. Oh, it's 6.30. When we come back, 
You and your family are one of a very few anymore. Really? Okay. All right. Just 18% of U.S. households are nuclear families now. 18%. Wow. So we'll talk more about that. We'll have more tidbits as well. News is next with Karen. This is Tidbits. It's 638. It is a Monday edition of Tidbits. Old Dale here and Maddie's back. (laughs) (laughs) Old Dale. Old Dale. Uh, The old Maverick. I've been gunned by that forever, and people still call me that. Well. And that's back in the days when they were calling me Daryl and Dan, and and they didn't even know my name. You know, it's... it's, Who was calling you Daryl and Dan? Oh, that's back on SAL. When I was over on SAL, it was... And now you're Daryl, right? Yes, 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 that's who I am. I'm Daryl. I'm Daryl Lowe. (laughs) You know how it used to be when we'd be out. Now, which one are you? Yes. I get that still. <laughs> you know, just listen to us. Who are we? <laughs> I'll ask, which one do you think I am? <laughs> so, anyway. <sighs> now, you, of course, have been gone. Yes. Um, so, I guess to explain why I was why I was gone and why I've been sporadically gone. All right. These are not getaway vacation good yeah. fun times all right or by any stretch yeah um i guess we got to go back to july okay um my mom had been dealing with some gallbladder issues mm-hmm. and if you've ever had gallbladder issues it it just it kind of wrecks your world because and for her everything she ate everything that she put in her mouth it just turned acid you get yeah. sick and you know she eventually got to the point where she just couldn't eat and she wasn't eating and she wasn't drinking because everything that she was consuming just, just made her, you know, miserable. It was just miserable. Yeah. yeah. And so in July, um, one morning I get a phone call that she has, she, she passed out and she went to the bathroom She and she was going back through the kitchen and she, she passed out and passed out and fell into the the chairs at the kitchen table and it, she broke some ribs oh my and banged her face yeah. up and it was you know a pretty bad situation yeah. and um so you know we, we got her to the er and got her got her looked at and you know when you break a rib there's nothing you could do it's just it's all right that's miserable and she's she's yeah. miserable and then broke yeah. a rib and the poor thing her face was all busted oh up and you know it was just it wasn't good and um so when they had her in the hospital, you know, they, they, they knew she had this gallbladder issue. And I think she was that week or the next week, she had an appointment to get it, uh, I think, to get it scoped. Okay. Because she had a, she, she definitely had a blockage um, but between her gallbladder and pancreas. Okay. And so they, they have her in the yard and they're, they're doing some various scans and stuff and, and they, they keep her and they keep her longer and they keep her a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And, and suddenly we're like, Something is amok here. You know, we're, we're something's going on. And um, they transfer her from Kokomo to Indianapolis 
um, at a hospital in Indy. And um, it was there where they did some more, more tests and they did, they, they actually did the scope on her gallbladder and they found a spot on her pancreas and the, the biopsy turns out it is cancerous. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so now mom has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and, you know, part of, part of, you know, when, when I was gone a few times, it was that whole thing was going on. And, and so she gets diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she, we go meet with her oncologist and he lays out some, some options, mm-hmm. you know, for her and, you know, we'd go the chemo route. And so she goes and, and does one round of chemotherapy, one, and it just about killed her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seriously, it was, it was awful. And she, you know, diagnosed with sepsis and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it was like, things got worse. It was, yeah. yeah, it got, it got bad. Um, and if you've ever dealt with someone that's going through sepsis, it's, it's a trip. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a trip. Um, so anyway, she, she came out, she came out of that and you know, she's like, I, we're done doing chemo. That's, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, she's 73 years old and it's not, not going to do that. And so the doctor's like, okay, so let's, let's have surgery. Let's, we, we could probably cut out the, the part of the pancreas that has the tumor on it. We'll take care of your gallbladder. And I guess whenever you do any sort of operation on your pancreas your spleen comes out too so so she was scheduled to get her spleen taken out the part of the pancreas with the tumor on it and her gallbladder dealt with okay okay and so that's that that was the plan and so we had to get her healthy enough to get to that point and that was about a month span and, Mm -hmm. and so that's why we didn't get together for thanksgiving because we had to keep her as healthy as possible. We just couldn't risk right. getting a big group of people together at our house. And, you know, yeah. like all that mattered was getting her healthy enough for this surgery. And so that's where I was last week. Her, her surgery was scheduled for December 1st. They took her down um, Tuesday of last week and um, to get her to get all the pre-op stuff mm-hmm. ready and all that stuff. Um and then she had surgery on December first. Now, keep in mind when she first and she'll she'll kill me for saying this if she ever knows when this whole thing started. She was about 145 pounds. Okay, she now weighs 104. Wow. Yeah, I mean she's just down to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just she really is like she just has no no muscle tone, no muscle mass. I mean she's just and she's she's going through therapy like physical yeah. therapy and occupational therapy. She's going through all that, but still, I mean, she's just. But let's let's face it; it's been a rough go. It's been a really yeah, rough go yeah. for her. Um, and so uh, she had surgery this past Wednesday, and it did not go as planned by any stretch. Um, the doctor went in, took out her gallbladder, dealt with the whole gallbladder issue. Which is good, mm-hmm. um, because hopefully that will give her some relief from what the gallbladder right, was, was right. giving her, and you know all that. So, so hopefully that will ease some of that. But, um, but we discovered that her cancer has now spread um, onto her liver and stomach, and her surgeon was like, "There's really nothing 
I can do surgically mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so basically what we found out was that if she doesn't do anything, you know, six to nine months, mm-hmm. she can go back for chemotherapy or whatever, right. maybe 24 months. So, so that's where we are. And I, I don't, I don't tell this to, you know, right, what was me? Right. This is what we're, I just want you to know. This is what, yeah, this is what we've been doing. Cause we've not, you know, indicated anything, right. You know, and, um, you know, that's up to the family. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm going to sit there and. Hey, this is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the that's the deal. And of course, we have here been thinking of you and the family you know, mm-hmm. through all this process. I appreciate it. So it's been it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been, you know, the, this past this past week was especially difficult, you know, when you have to. Because we, we knew we wanted her to come out of surgery yeah. and then we didn't tell her anything until Thursday mm-hmm. because she needed to be, you know, more awake from the surgery and more right. with it. And, um, so yeah, we had to break that news to her yeah. on Thursday and that was, that was a rough day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a tough deal for you. It has your family. So anyway, thank you, Matt, for updating us. Yep. And, uh, we wish you the best. This, uh, as I reported before we went into the break, the number of homes in the U.S. with what we call the traditional nuclear family, a married couple with kids, is the lowest it's been since 1959. Wow. New U.S. Census uh, data shows that just 17.8% of the 130 million households featured married parents with children under the age of 18. That's only down from 18.6% from last year, but down... Much more significantly from over 40% in 1970. Hmm. And there are currently just 23.1 million American homes with those nuclear families, which is the fewest since 1959. And I presume if it's the fewest since 1959, that's because the numbers are higher now. You know, there's more people than there were in 59. Right. But um, because 1959, it was kind of unheard of. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah. at least in the rural community. Oh, sure. You know, sure. sure. You know, and, and through my years as of growing up in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, it was not real common. It, was, it wasn't that common when I was in high school. You know, you had some parents that, you know, maybe were divorced, but they were remarried. Yeah. You know, but, but people living with just a mom or just a dad or whatever, that was really rare. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the times are certainly changing when it comes to our uh, living styles here in the United States. Hmm. And uh, Bob Dole, you know, he uh, ran for president as late as, what was it, 96, I think. Yeah. He passed away at 98. He's a three-time Republican presidential candidate, decorated World War II hero who served America for 79 years. Hmm. Passed away in his sleep. Ninety-eight. My goodness, that's a that's a long, long life. Wow. And um, Edward Shames, a World War II vet who was the last surviving officer of Easy Company, which inspired the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. He uh, passed away. He was ninety-nine. I like that series. I watched that uh, several times on HBO. 
the uh, Band of Brothers, made yeah. into a book and and that series. Very, uh, very interesting for guys like me who are history buffs in that particular era. But, uh, you know, those guys, you look at World War II veterans, and even if they fibbed about their age, okay, to get <laughs> yeah. in, yeah, they're up there. Yes, they are. So um, yep. they just uh, keep going. And, and you look at uh, even Korean War veterans. That uh, dates back to the early 1950s. I mean, they're getting up there, too. Mm-hmm. And now you've got World or Vietnam veterans who are getting aged because... You know, that conflict really got going in the early to mid-60s. Yeah, yeah. So, just unbelievable. And finally, here's a guy. He had years of trouble breathing through his nose. Okay. It was due to a tooth poking through his nasal cavity. What? After an examination, doctors found a deviated septum, along with some kind of bony obstruction... (laughs) And a two-centimeter tear towards the back of the septum. When they looked closer, they found a hard, non-tender white mass sticking out of his nostril. Oh, my gosh. After a CT scan, doctors identified that mass as a tooth growing where it shouldn't have been. Luckily, doctors were able to remove that tooth with no complications, and the guy's symptoms are gone. What's Tooth Fairy get for that kind of tooth? <laughs> is, is, is that considered a snotty tooth? <laughs> Will the Tooth Fairy uh, reach under the pillow to uh, get that? Uh, <laughs> why is it, it sticky? Isn't that amazing, though, how That's some of this stuff... crazy. Who knows how long he was dealing with that? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's just maybe that's what's going on with me. No, I've actually had sinus surgery and they didn't discover anything like that (laughs) can you imagine uh sir here's what we found (laughs) oh matt there you go that's um we're out of time all right we're out of time so we'll uh, do this again tomorrow sounds good see you then all right see you buddy this has been tidbits with dale Lau and matthew paul we appreciate you listening and we ask that you consider subscribing leave a comment leave a like and thanks for stopping by we'll talk to you again next time on tidbits